Good morning. Welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. What is it? It's the 10th of May. It's Wednesday hump day. Guess what day it is? Mike, Mike, Mike. Anyway, how are you today? Thank you so much for listening, by the way. I'm not sure if I said that the last time, and if not, I apologize. I do appreciate uh, anyone taking the time to listen. And I hope that what you're listening to uh, is worth your time. I try to make it as such. But I'm just one voice, and ultimately that voice is going to go um, where it will. We've got a, a, a couple of really, really interesting things coming up today and tomorrow. Today, of course, is when the uh, uh, Congressman Comer is going to be going over the evidence that they have amassed regarding the Biden crime syndicate. It's really important to understand uh, how, what a grave threat this is, because we were told that we were not respected on the world stage under the previous administration. Well, very rarely do people respect superpowers. In fact, they constantly spend their time trying to knock them down. However, fear... While you'd love to have the respect and you'd love to have human beings working together and re, you know as as nation states and and corporations reaching out working together uh, to accomplish the greater good whatever that may be ultimately what comes down to is is peace in the world and and if they don't respect you And perhaps fear is a viable alternative. Doesn't make you hated, yes. But you know what's worse? And you know what's infinitely more dangerous in the world? Is when you've become a laughing stock. Where, because frankly, my friends, you know, the Western idea of democracy and all of its forms, whether it's the constitutional monarchies, uh, uh, some of Europe, the uh, or you know the parliamentary systems in many countries with their prime ministers, or the republic, which is what we used to have. This is while the Greeks did practice form of that. Of course, while doing so, it was only those that owned land. Hence, the pursuit of happiness in the Declaration of Independence. And we're not slaves, which the majority of people, well, I'm sorry, not the majority of people, a large number of the population of the world was either enslaved either directly or in that they were a vassal state to a more powerful neighbor. 
Now, the United States has not done well with its stewardship. I'd be the first to admit that. That in its quest to control communism and the fall of communism, or the fall of the Soviet Union, it seemed like we were on a different path. However, what the fall of the Soviet Union did, more than anything else, is woke up the the giant communist state of China to the fact that communism as an economic system is impossible. We talk about it over on the rim where, you know, God not only wants our obedience, but he wants us to want to obey. The problem is, is that many, well, all of us at one time or another or frequently fall short of that. And it's the same in the political world and the economic world. You know, if we would all work together, of course, things would be great. That's how this nation was built, by the way. But we work together as individuals pursuing our own purposes. We work to to uh, provide for those liberties of life, liberty, and the pursuit of prop- of happiness or property. Because if we have property, we are li- much more likely to be free and be able to work to uh, not only live life, but to enjoy it. So as an economic system, communism failed. And the Chinese, when they saw the fall of the Soviet Union, realized it. So they did a 180, went to, well, people would call it capitalism. I would say it's probably closer to mercantilism. Um, Ultimately, all the Chinese companies are, if they're not owned outright by the Chinese Communist Party, they are controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. And all the companies that have built factories and have, have business dealings directly with China are not owned by the Chinese Communist Party, but they are controlled by it. Even giants in the United States. You know, we've this green movement in many aspects is an extension of that. How do we reduce carbon dioxide, assuming that it is a pollutant, which it's not? Well, you know, manufacturing requires an awful lot of power. But, you know, if we move that manufacturing to, say, China or one of their uh, uh, subsidiary nations around, we can sit around and we can claim that we've reduced our carbon footprint when, when in reality especially considering transport, but but not the least of which is, is the extremely dirty way 
power is produced in China and India, dirty relative to how it was produced in the United States. We probably globally expand the carbon footprint, which is why we don't, by the way, which is why we don't, you know, all of these accords, China is really not included in any of them. I mean, there's vague promises about the future and such, but do you think that it might be intentional on the part of the West that by not including China in the metrics for climate change, that allows them to say, oh, see what we've done. Which, by the way, not a single country in Europe or anywhere else has done it. Only the United States, which under Trump uh, said that they were not going to go along with the Paris Accords. And yet we reduced anyway. No one else has. But if we were to score somebody as far as their ESG score, their environmental societal government score, governance score, could you imagine if you had to score the production of carbon dioxide in China? Could you imagine if you'd had to score every product from China or every corporation that does business in China with the human rights violations that go on there and their subsidiaries? I mean, China has essentially made the continent of Africa minus a few nations a vassal state to them. So it's just an extension of China. Can you imagine if we were to apply ESG scores to companies that did business with that? Environ- I mean, so- solar panels, for example. Ooh, environmentally friendly. We haven't even gotten to the big stuff yet. Environmentally friendly. Ooh. Oh, but child labor in the Congo. the style of mining in the Congo that and other African nations where there's no regard whatsoever for the environment. It's just stripping stuff away to get to that cobalt and other rare earth metals. The slag ponds around the world that were that create dead zones for farming, you know, for farming and even living. Perhaps they should, you know, Republicans or anyone in Washington that's not on board with the ESG movement should actually have to apply ESG measures for what comes into the country from overseas. Hmm. 
Manufacturing requires an enormous amount of power. And you can't do that with solar and wind. Not currently. Maybe someday. But there's evidence that may be presented today. We don't know what actually will be presented. There's evidence that the FBI was aware of whistleblower. I've mentioned this previously. The whistleblowers come forward and said that there is direct evidence that Biden's that Biden as vice president not only knew about Hunter's dealings, which he has frequently denied, but actually was an active participant and that acted acted as vice president in policy based on money received from foreign actors. There's also the whistleblower that came forward that may be presented today regarding Hunter Biden directly, but also implicates the president. That the DOJ, which is his, which is the president's DOJ, actually started under Trump, but uh, talk about that in a second, how proof of the deep state doesn't like Republicans, only as the actors for the Democrats. That the DOJ is slow walking or is downplaying criminal actions against Hunter. Meanwhile, they've got people that are sitting in jail without bail for trespassing on the Capitol on January 6th. If you've got evidence of violence, that's fine. But if they were just there, how do they sit in jail without bail? The deep state is, appears the CIA. Now, Mind you, you know, we were told at the Patriot Act and all those other things after 9-11, which allowed intelligence uh, community to work with law enforcement community so that there were no secrets. Because that's what they said the problem with 9-11 with, uh, was, is that one hand didn't know what the other hand was doing. And so they created all these things that ended up ended up uh, uh, taking your liberties and, and maybe accomplishing nothing. The CIA apparently was on board with this letter uh, that was sent out regarding the Hunter Biden laptop. Now, my question is this. We're not talking about former people, by the way. We're talking about actually the actual Central Intelligence Agency. People actively employed by you and me. During the Trump administration, working on behalf of the Biden campaign in their roles 
as civil servants. That should terrify everyone. But you can't tell me that CIA didn't know that the FBI had the laptop, that, that likely the laptop they knew was legitimate. And they probably knew what was on it. And yet, did nothing. Have done nothing to date. Oh, there's the promise. You know, we've got this U.S. attorney has been given full reign. B.S. Vivek Ramaswamy is absolutely correct that this whole thing needs to be torn down. have a debt ceiling coming up. The president is not negotiating. And strangely enough, you've got 43 Republican senators who have signed, including some squishes, who have signed a letter essentially saying that they're going to block any kind of clean sheet debt limit increase. There's a bill on the table. Unlike from the president, unlike from the Democrats. The Senate could have been doing this, but they were expecting to do nothing but pass an increase. And so they've done nothing. They've held hearings. I love the intertake between Senator Cassidy of Louisiana, not my favorite senator from Louisiana. In fact, Cassidy's kind of a squish. And Janet Yellen, who... It's unfathomable that this woman chaired the Federal Reserve, that her inability or her unwillingness, more likely, but she appears to be more incompetent than the president. And I didn't think that was possible. The president says, he, you know, that Republicans want to destroy Medicare, Social Security. Well, Senator Cassidy rightly pointed out to Secretary Yellen that in less than 10 years, Social Security is going to face an automatic reduction in payout to those currently on Social Security. So pay attention if you're on Social Security. a 24% reduction in what you get every month. Can you imagine that? Do you know what that'll do to seniors? Do you know what that will do to nursing homes? Think about that for a minute. No proposal on the table. Uh, Senator Cassidy pointed out that in this, or maybe it was Senator Johnson, in, in the president's budget, Social Security is not mentioned once. 
Senator Cassidy pointed out that he has reached out. I mean, he said that he essentially accused Janet Yellen of lying when she said that the president stands ready to negotiate because Senator Cassidy, again, not a MAGA Republican, said that bipartisan groups of senators have reached out numerous times to the White House to set up a meeting, to set up meetings to talk about Social Security because Social Security is in trouble and it's going to get worse. And the do-nothing approach, which, by the way, President Trump is also on board with the do-nothing approach. You know, you can tell in his commercials against DeSantis. DeSantis was one vote out of 435. Wanting to actually do something to strengthen and fix Social Security and Medicare. And now Trump is running commercials accusing DeSantis of being a MAGA Republican, essentially. I can't believe. Well, I can. Polls, by the way, show that even Trump now is beating beating Biden. Of course, the other big thing about to drop is that tomorrow is... Uh, Title 42 ending. Now, you know, for all we did for COVID, the border would be an easy fix, especially fentanyl, you know, coming across. And you make it so no one can get across. You finish the barrier because barriers do work contrary to what that idiot, Mayorkas, says. It requires a lot. Now, yes, you can go around it. I know. I know. I mean, I've read history. You know, the Maginot Line in in France, World War II. But it takes a lot, you know, takes a lot fewer people to man a, 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 an intact fence than it does to process people flowing through a gap. And because you have so many gaps, when you have all of your all of your people in a sector at one gap processing people, all the other gaps are open for people to come and go. You know, you even have libertarians pointing out the need to do something about the border, and frankly, it's too late. I mean, there should have been a steady stream of military-contracted air carriers going down to Brownsville, to Laredo, to El Paso, to Nogales, to Yuma. Of contracted carriers carrying entire divisions of armed forces. Because make no mistake, this is an invasion. The one thing 
the one thing the federal government is charged to do is secure the borders, and they have not done that. They say, oh, well, we're helpless without Title 42. B.S. You do not have to parole a single person into the United States. You can put them back across the river. You send a letter to the Mexican, you know, you, you call the Mexican ambassador into the, into the White House and say, when Title 42 ends tomorrow, not a single person's crossing except for through the ports of entry. If they cross, they're going to be turned around. We're not even going to process them. We're going to put them on the other side of the border. They're your problem. The president or the ambassador will say, well, Mr. President, you caused this problem, which he did. Perhaps to pay for it, we should tax remittances to Mexico and to other countries. Do you know how many countries rely on remittances from the United States to survive in Central America? A bunch. No, I'm not for increasing taxes. I'm for the federal government doing the one freaking thing it's supposed to do, which is secure the border. It's all going down. Life, liberty, and property, those are your rights. You don't have the right to penalize me for not using your preferred pronouns. You don't have a right to lay a tax on me to pay for your health care. You don't have a right to force a doctor to provide medical care for you without compensation. You know, they say that marriage is, is a right... Well, it is, as, as in R-I-T-E, a religious right, not a, a civil right. Enough. My life matters. Does yours? Better keep an eye out. It's the lid.